How's everything going? I mean, you just got off a tour with Davin. So what's it like yeah. being home and, you know, uh, not being on the road anymore? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a weird adjustment um, initially because, you know, well, adjusting into tour was weird enough. You know, those first two weeks are mm-hmm. like, wait, like I'm breaking every rule. Like You're I'm like- up till 3 a.m. <laughs> like uh, what? And so the weird part was I tried to keep a consistent sleep schedule into tour. So uh-huh. I would like go to bed before Devin set and they called me out on it. Eventually I fucked my sleep schedule. Um, but yeah, it <laughs> you was were like, asleep during the headliner. Come oh, on. Oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. For the first few shows. Cause it was like, what do I do? Um, so I'm an early board and I, I'm like the only producer DJ with like a normal sleep or normal sleep schedule. Yeah. So that was weird. But once once you fucked your sleep schedule and your eating schedule and everything getting back to like boring real life is like huh? <laughs> you yeah, mean yeah you mean restaurants aren't open until 2 to 3 a.m <laughs> like <laughs> dude and it's hard being on the road that much too like it would take me several weeks to adjust to flying like two or three times a week oh well we were on a bus so it wasn't that oh, bad but okay um yeah that would suck <laughs> And it, I probably will have to endure that at some point. But I mean, it is what it is. You know, I don't actually mind flights that much. I've gotten back into reading, as you can see. Ooh, nice. Finished a few books. I haven't oh, read it. What are you I, reading? I, right now I'm reading this book, Cult of the Dead Cow, which is all about the OG hacking group or hacktivism group that like got together. And they basically. Cool. Yeah, it's really interesting how they shape the history of cybersecurity and like how computers work and stuff. Because like one, one of my favorite moments of this book so far is like Microsoft releases a shitty update to Windows 95 and everyone in this cult of the dead cow group is like bro like this is awful like anyone can hack any computer anywhere so they mm-hmm. decided to put up an open source like file you can run and you can hack anyone's computer anywhere if you have their IP and like my and just to troll Microsoft to be honest they they weren't doing it so they could steal money Mm-hmm. or anything like that it was kind of like a prank you could play on your friends but it's like they were they were literally giving microsoft like bugs on a silver platter and said fix these please yeah. and microsoft was like no 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 there's nothing to worry about y'all and it's like it's really funny interesting i'll have to check that out it's a good book it's a good read but yeah uh, i wasn't reading at all before tour in fact i hadn't <laughs> finished a book since I God, it's got to be like junior year high school because it was like, oh, you know, readings, whatever. But when there's like nothing to do on an airplane and there's no Wi-Fi or anything, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess I have a Nintendo Switch, but I feel like you feel a lot more yeah. intellectual when you read. So I, I brought a book on the road and then I got back into reading and I've finished three books since the beginning of tour. So Wow, been- good for you. Look that's you. A, that's a really healthy habit to yeah. pick up, especially like in your early 20s too. I feel like those are the things that people who are old wish that they would have read more throughout their life. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't want that regret. <laughs> <laughs> None of us do. But there you go. Yeah. Reading is cool. So didn't you, because I remember when we briefly talked in uh, Denver when you were out here for the Mission Ballroom show. Didn't you start off school in computer science and now you went into 
music full time or were you looking to start in computer science? I remember you had an interest around that. So I, I thought I was doing computer science for the first few years of high school because I was like, oh, my parents and everyone around me were all like, oh, you know, he's on the computer all the time. Computer science is a field where you can make money. Combine the two. But I, I attempted <laughs> that it is. I, I took like an AP advanced placement class for you non-US people. It's like this elevated class that you can take and you can like skip certain classes in college if you pass or whatever. And I took the AP class for computer science um, and I, you know, the coding, it became really tedious. It's just not for me, but I, I don't know. It just wasn't really for me, but I will say my, the, the teacher for that class, like noticed that I was like struggling and losing interest in it and whatever. And he's been a consistent, really supportive person of my music project. So I did go to college for one semester and I was actually learning about how, well, supposedly learning about music production and stuff but it wasn't that helpful and it was all just a bunch of common core stuff mm -hmm. and uh i have some funny stories about balancing it circa edc 2021 did <laughs> that you was, that's a funny one. did you just like teach yourself production um i had a few mentors uh in the past through this program uh or this kind of little local music school called rmc studios and um i'd taken drum lessons there for a while because i've been drumming okay. since i was about six oh, and Eventually, I got enlisted in this songwriting program, uh, which was pretty cool. And I got to show a lot of my art for other kids in the area about my age when I was like 10 or whatever. But um, eventually, when I evolved it into an act for production, um, yeah, they, they had a few mentors that were mostly focused on the production end of things. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we oh, had yeah. a few sessions there. Yeah, uh, and now you're teaching lessons. I'm teaching lessons. Mm -hmm. Hit me up, please. Yeah. I need money, I need money for this LA trip. <laughs> Everyone go hit him up. Skybreak yeah. EDM on Insta. That's the one. Speaking of Insta. Oh, I know where this oh, is going. We know. <laughs> I'm sure everyone who's listening to this interview is probably wondering the same thing. Okay. I mean, you're reading a book about uh, I'm reading a book about hacking. Actually, really and then you got yeah. hacked. So, so yeah. <laughs> Actually, the reason I picked up this book was because, so I, so I got hicked, hacked on Instagram. Our, um, one of the people on our tour team got hacked. And, you know, it's one of those things where I, you live with someone for three months and you're close with them on like a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, you know, I, I tagged the whole tour team in a post the day that I posted the, um, the between broken tour mix because you know dab and tour yeah and stuff would be would be but mm -hmm. um I, I did a big tour mix where it was like I combined everything I played throughout the tour into an hour and a half set and uh, I put that on SoundCloud and I did a really wholesome post you know tagging everyone in the tour team and you know how much they meant to me and everything and I tagged uh the certain person from the tour team unknowing he was hacked in the post and he responds and it's a real human being behind this this is the evil part really so responds yeah so he responds to the post and he's like, ha nice one, man. And we have a conversation and it's a bit awkward, but you know, a lot of the people on Davin's team are French Canadian. So English isn't their first language, uh, you know, French is. Mm -hmm. So I'd assumed, oh, you know, whatever the shaky grammar, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's just gotta be that French Canadian in him. But it, it turned out that um, he was hacked. And so he says, uh, can you do me a favor? I, I asked such specific questions too. It was like, yeah, how's Richard? That was our bus driver and stuff. Because what in the world? Right he knew all of this. 
uh, no, he didn't. He pretended to know about this. And he's like, good man. You know, it was great. And I wasn't thinking anything sauce. And he's like, oh, by the way, you know, can you vote for me in this contest? Oh, and crap. without thinking, uh, I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'm like, whatever, homie, of course. And then they're like, all right, I'll have them text you the link. And I'm like, kind of, you know, I'm blurring around. I'm ADHD crazed. So it's like, everything's kind of blurry. And I see, oh, a new notification. I click it and it's like, oh, this must be the link for, you know, the thing. And um, no, actually, it's more evil than that. He said, screenshot the link to prove you got it. Oh. And what the, what the link was, was it's an Instagram short link to get into someone's account. Mm-hmm. So it's like, click here to access your account. And I wasn't even thinking about it. Oh, I just had that, no. Like, that, bro, that bro to bro trust with the guy that I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's a contest. And I wasn't really reading what the number was from. I just kind of assumed like whatever. And then um, a few hours later, I've been kicked out of the account. I see that my phone recovery phone number has been changed to someone no. from Abuja, Nigeria, <laughs> and the email to some weird Gmail burner account. And there's nothing I can do about it. Fuck. Um, and then the panic. Did you in. did you have a the two no factor authentication <laughs> I have, enabled? I have I have two factor on my email. I have two factor Dude. on my Facebook. I have two factor on my PayPal, on my Twitter, everything except specifically Instagram. No lesson learned. So, yeah, no, literally. So for Instagram. everyone listening, yeah, enable two factor authentication okay right now <laughs> like, like right now if i didn't have joe tell me to do it that one day could someone message me trying to hack me too i like immediately did it mm-hmm. you, you gotta be on top of that yeah no it's it's pretty sinister and and specifically these like voter hacks where they have the conversation with you they're so sinister because there's a human element usually yeah. when a bot dms you vote for me here you know then it's like you know you're not gonna trust it but if it's your homie who you've lived with for three months and it just so happens that you have the com- right conversation at the right time mm-hmm. or wrong in this case, then yeah, right. shit hits the fan. But uh, it gets wilder and wilder. This is a fun tale, actually. Yeah, so- we, we wanted to hear this story. We knew there was yeah. a story behind it. Yeah, <laughs> shit gets crazier here. So, so I'm going to get out my phone. I think I still have this. But yeah, so I'm locked out of the account. He is DMing all my entire contacts list. I actually got <sighs> blocked by one of your ambassador team or one of your yeah. uh, street <laughs> Dude, I unfollowed that immediately because I thought it was going to like lock onto my account somehow. Yeah, I did I, get I one of the blocked. messages of you being feel- like, hey, how are you? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't yeah. answer. <laughs> no, it was so weird because he went through my followers list and DM'd a bunch of my fans, mm-hmm. like people that went to the shows or people that have supported my music. And then followed their friends so it's following 16,000 people over some ridiculous number mm-hmm. and it's like um yeah so the, then these they're dming them all that and then they put up a bitcoin scam because what these scammers will do i've trust trust yeah. me i know more about cybersecurity than i ever have in my life what these scammers do is they try to hack bigger accounts or accounts with a lot of followers or accounts with a lot of following and they'll they try, they try to hack those and take those over. But for the average Joes that don't know any better, they'll try to get them to fall for a Bitcoin scam where they'll have you DM their mentor. Um, yes, and- I've seen that a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and what the mentors- post, And they'll post about it, right? Like they'll, po- yeah. they'll make a post and they'll disable comments. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll they'll disable comments and they'll be like, you know, DM my mentor for for more. And if you DM their mentor, the mentor will have a conversation with you. 
well, mentor, it's the same fucking person. Okay. <laughs> and they'll redirect you to a website. And it's not like a phishing link that I'll hack or anything. It's an actual website where it's like, you send Bitcoin to this person and they'll invest it in the market for you because a lot of dumb people think mm-hmm. that crypto that works like free. stocks. <laughs> well, it's not that the service is free. It's just like, because they'll take like, they'll say that they'll take like a royalty percent. But okay. honestly, I don't recommend investing in crypto until there's environmental stuff in it. So I'm not going to get too deep into this. But if you ever wanted to invest in crypto, you buy the Bitcoin via Coinbase and that's that and then yeah. you watch the price go up and down right and the, or you right. trade it with usually sus online encounters <laughs> um but this lies to people that it's like paying for a stock investor who will like invest mm-hmm. the stuff the stuff into it but what ends up happening is you just and they end up just taking all your money and since it's bitcoin it's untraceable right um so it's trying to redirect people to that mm. um but yeah, so I actually got into the account twice using Instagram's video verification system, um, which is like basically if you really have no other options, you can send a message to the, uh, the email or phone that you use to create the account. Mm-hmm. And you have to do this really oddly specific like video selfie thing where it's like, what? Yeah. So you, I you didn't know that was a phone. service. Yeah. You, tar- you take out your phone. You look, you look left and you look right. And you have to do it in such a specific way that the the AI can tell that it's you. Of course, there's no actual parameters or prompts. So it takes like seven attempts to get in. And then if if you get in, then you get emailed a link to get in to your account. From your old email. Yeah, to your old email. Okay. If you don't, back to square one. So Um, how do you access that feature? Like, did you have to email Instagram and be like, hey, I was hacked? help or is it an option somewhere so it's in the app you have to basically when you're on the login page you have to hit forgot your password forgot your email don't have access to 2f factor and you have to go down all the the thing and um, eventually there'll be a button where it's like get support and it's like then you could do the video verification because support doesn't exist for instagram as i know clearly because someone created we um back when we did our lost lands giveaway there was an account that created like a replica dubstep fbi and he was and he was dming everyone who followed us saying that they won our contest and to click a link oh jesus and we tried we tried to like report him and file like a whatever but we never heard back and it was crazy because he literally took all of our photos like he literally replicate replicated that Instagram account exactly like ours. Like it had the exact same captions, the exact same hashtags, what? exact same photos in the exact same order that we had posted them. The bio, like everything looked exactly the same. And then eventually like everyone was reporting this account, everyone, everyone. And Instagram was saying that, no, there's nothing suspicious about this account. So mm-hmm. we're not going to, we're not going to take them down. But eventually that account so weird. changed over to some random tourism company out in Indonesia. <laughs> yeah. Like oh my a, God. It was like yeah. five days later. It was so weird. <laughs> yeah, well, good to know that we, that the Facebook and Meta have our backs, right? Yeah. Thanks, Mr. Z. <laughs> Big Zuck. Big um, Zucker. I've been going to this. I've been elaborating this story for a while, so I'll, I'll get into the, the juice. So I do this Instagram video verification system 
twice or once and then I get in and the hacker instantly notices and he just kicks me off. Um, so I have to go through the whole thing again after three days of trying this. But by then I'd kind of gotten down to a science exactly how to get the video. So mm -hmm. second time I get in and I speed run, I go change email, change uh, two factor, set that up. Right. And uh -huh. um, I did everything. I, th I thought that I did everything. I did phone number, email, two factor, change the password, everything. And I'm like, huzzah, hooray. And I start DMing my friends, like funny stuff, like pictures of me, like zoomed in, you know, just uh -huh. the usual dumb stuff that I would do. And then I get kicked out and I'm like, what the fuck? And I freaked out and I thought I was defeated. I sat in that bed for about 45 minutes, just <laughs> sat there like, I'm going to lose the Instagram account I've been building for five years. And uh. that's going to be really fun. Um, but then Sharks, shout out Sharks, comes to the rescue and he discovers that there's something called a backup code, which if you save it onto your phone, you can access the account or access the Instagram account no matter what. And every code lasts one time. Okay. So what you can do is you can refresh the code and that should lock the hacker out completely. So we, I have to go through the whole process again. I get back in. I hit that. I did everything again. I waited until 2 a.m. I stayed up all night waiting for the hacker to go offline for the night for an hour. Then I did it. Then I refreshed the backup codes and then I was back in the account. Dude, I'm going to hit you up if someone that I know gets hacked. <laughs> Dude, it was awful. But yes, a few days later, the account that was taken over from the person on the tour team, right, has the audacity to DM me again and say like, hey, bro, how's it going? Like to try to get me rehacked. And I play along with it a bit. And then I said, oh, by the way, just as a security measure, would you mind naming three venues we played on the tour? And I, I also sent him like 90,000 video calls, as you can see. But here's the weird part. I get to hear this person's voice for the first what? time. He picked up? No, he sent me a video message. I, I said, let's call, dude, prove it. Name three venues we played. And he says, if you dare disturb, I'm going to bl block you, okay? If you dare call again, I'm going to hack your account again. I released <gasps> the account for you now. Dude, he can't do it because it's all fishing. So I'm still fucking with him. But listen, listen to this. This is sad. Wow. Wait, play that one more time. He goes, <laughs> uh, he goes I, think, I think he's saying, Skybreak, I'm going to kill you. It's so funny. No, you're not. You're in Abuja, Nigeria, and I'm in Cranford, New Jersey. You can't do that. Dude. This is so bizarre. I can't it's believe the... you got him to talk and admit that he hacked you. Dude, it's crazy. It's I insane. Thought, but I thought also if you message back these hackers they could somehow take your ip address and like hack you that way is that i guess that's not true it's so not these are not smart the hackers these are not smart hackers the only <laughs> way that they actually got access to the account was because i was foolish and i i went on good faith that i was going to vote for who i thought was yeah. someone i lived in a small space with for three months and cracked jokes with um if they didn't try to password breach me they didn't try to log back into the account they're too dumb. They're mm -hmm. dumb and they play on good faith for the 0.001% of the time that pure coincidence lets them into an account.
Dude, when, when this first happened, I felt so bad because I knew that you just got off tour and that like going on tour, like that does a lot for your socials. Like you're always on it, you're building them up and you probably just had all these new followers and then you dropped the mix. And like, I just felt so bad. I saw you on Twitter and I like, didn't know what to do. I was like, I wish I can help him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part as well, because it's like, it's not anything that anyone can necessarily help with except Instagram, but they're not going to do that besides yourself. So, you know, we have affirmation. One, one cool call to action that all my fans did. Um, I've got a lot, a lot of my fans are like, you know, I'd say 30% are rave kids and mm-hmm. the other 70% are internet dweebs like myself. So um, they're all like DMing the account, like, I think some people literally sent a picture of their poop floating in a toilet and they're just like giving this hacker like an awful time. It's so funny. Wow. Like I've gone through some of the DMs. I actually got a DM from a, from a girl who is like, you're sky break. When you get back in the account, you know, you want to go on a date. So the hacker got me a date. That's pretty epic. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go on it, but we'll see. Uh A word. Shout out to that girl. I feel like like that would be the weirdest way to score a date in the world. So I feel a bit guilty about it, but. I don't know. I mean, day to day. I mean, so. she came to you, so. Yeah. But and, we if know it, the and, and if it nowadays. does end up working out, if it does end up working out, that'd be an epic story to tell. Mm-hmm. It would be awesome. Oh my God. That'd be so funny. But <laughs> At your wedding, you're just telling everyone how it happened. <laughs> I can invite, send a few invitations mm-hmm. to Abuja, Nigeria mm-hmm. for uh, putting this yeah. together. <laughs> Holy cow. So how yeah. long did that process take? Uh, what, the whole thing? From like the day that you got hacked to the day that you finally, for like the second or third time, were actually in. Well, it took a week, but a week of nonstop YouTube searches and cracking down and stuff. Um, it did get me really in- invested in cybersecurity, and that's why I picked up this book. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a week, but it's a strenuous twenty-four-seven week. Not mm-hmm. like a oh, a week, it's right? Like a- hmm. A lot of people would just give up too. Like if that happened to me, I feel like I would just be so discouraged. I would convince myself that I had to start over. I got to shout out my manager for a sec because I actually did give up after a bit. I was like, fuck this, you know, mm-hmm. we can rebuild the account in a year or two. It's fine. It's fine. But I'm just like, bro, you just got off a tour. You gained 3,500 followers. Yeah. You cannot like <laughs> do this. Shout out Landon. Shout out Landon. Love him. Landon. Love him. Landon's always on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank God he did because when I got back in, it took all of my willpower not to go instantly DM the account that hacked me, like, suck on, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have too. <laughs> That's funny. Well, changing topics here. Yeah. That of, was a long one. <laughs> yeah, outside no, of Instagram. Good story, though. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny though. And it's a, it's some good tips right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I get mean, get hacked and get dates i mean it took 19 years (laughs) oh my god we honestly could just take your answer to that one instagram question and post it on youtube like how to get back into a hacked instagram account i'm sure it would blow up yeah you would you you get all those bots that like (laughs) yeah and then they're gonna be trying to hack us literally right no yeah i enable that two-factor authentication like right then and there because i there was like one period of like it was like a one like one week where I saw like 10 of my Instagram friends get hacked within mm-hmm. a week and I was like what the hell is going on why is everyone getting hacked right now and why am I getting all of these random dms of like hey how are you doing 
or hey you want to vote for me like mm-hmm. I did get a couple of those messages from random people even from like producers on Facebook messenger and oh, I'm wow. like right. vote for you like for a DJ contest but I yeah. just left them on red <laughs> yeah. so maybe it was real maybe it was <laughs> who knows maybe fake. Whenever maybe you're a fake friend <laughs> you didn't vote for our friends yeah <laughs> kidding don't leave wait. me on red wait i have friends <laughs> no, I'm just no. Oh, no. Yeah. but uh other than that though so like you got you just announced a back-to-back with asora and oh, yeah. Francisco. like that's gonna, gonna be, be fun it's gonna be super fun um yeah, I mean, I've never done a back-to-back before. So really? It's gonna be int- what? Well, that's a lie. Um, we did the crazy, stupid one at Avalon um, a few months ago after the LA show that we played on the tour. But that wasn't really organized. That was just kind of us all plugging in our USBs and playing dumb stuff. I feel like, I feel like this begs to be a bit more structured than that. More or less, though. I mean, we saw the yeah. photos you guys posted. Those are cute. I was fun. It was good fun, but it was also 4 a.m. And I feel like that crowd would have danced to Jellyfish Jam from the SpongeBob soundtrack. (laughs) So that crowd was bugging out, probably. They they were probably tweaking a bit, but it was fun. It was a really good fun, fun night. Yeah, that's actually a really fat lineup. They have Heritage back-to-back Swarm, Aesora back-to-back Skybreak, Vampa back-to-back Sippy, Lucy, and then BTSM. Like that's stacked. I'm I'm happy that we're fi- I'm finally playing an event where oh, nearly I can't tell if it's half or slightly over half the lineup is is female like that's mm-hmm. so rare in this scene and that's like good that's to see true. and I'm glad that Black Tiger is kind of elevating that a bit. Yeah, that's super cool. I feel like there's been a lot more women like coming to the front lately too. Like movie, she's been making waves in the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just super cool to see. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are super talented. And I think they deserve more, more room in the scene, you know, so Mm -hmm. happy to see it happening a bit. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. More power to them. Power to them. Yes. We're all about supporting women and also of course, up and coming artists. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, one more question for you before we move into the submitted round. Um, Congrats on the new song coming out on Rushdown. Can you tell us anything about it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's actually premiered as recording this well i guess this is going to be out in a bit so it will have been out by now mm-hmm. but um yeah it's since it's rushdown's 100th release um harvey asked us all to make vips or sequels um which is essentially to all you non-producers like you know a remix of a song you've already released so um we all did that and this is a sequel to my 2019 solo rushdown debut angels and demons um which was kind of one of my first tracks that I wrote that I was like ridiculously proud of, you know, like I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is my style. And this is like something that hasn't been done before. Cause before then I was just kind of making like, you know, melodic chord stack monster cat music, which I like, mm-hmm. and I still have a few tunes like that one coming soon. Um, but, <laughs> oh, hint, hint. All right. Hint, hint, wink, wink. You heard it but, here first on the FBI podcast. Heard it here first. But um, yeah, it was like, a, a lot of it was just kind of samey, but Angels and Demons was a good track, and I wrote it before anything really blew up for me. So, well, it was it was an honor to go back and kind of like you know tweak it. And the 
the message and the moral, I guess, of the first one was like, it's a dichotomy of like, you know, good and cutesy, and then it gets really kind of dark and evil at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of opted this time to go around to go from like, you know, kind of sad boy emotional, and then it goes into this kind of happier, sentimental, warm house jam at the end. So it's kind of like Mm -hmm. good, evil, and then it's like sad, happy. Yeah, it's a dichotomy in an opposite direction. So um, I had a lot of fun writing it. And it was when I when I was writing it, I was reflecting a lot because it's like, damn, Jesus, like tell 16 year old me that I'm going to go on tour with Dabin and get on Disciple and do all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like he wouldn't have believed you. He was just shitting music out into FL. And, but yeah. yeah, like here we are. And, you mm-hmm. know, the mindset shifted so much and there's a lot more eyes on my project and awesome fans and beautiful fans. And it's like, yeah, Damn, this is awesome. You know, so. Wow. You're, I mean, you're living the dream of a lot of older producers too. Like I know producers who are like 35 wishing that they were doing everything you were. Oh uh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just blessed and honored for everyone who supported my project and, you know, the opportunities I've gotten. And I feel like I wanted to put that kind of euphoria and that thank you-ness and great gratitude into a form of a song. So hopefully mm-hmm. that translates. But, uh, I love it. Full circle moment. It was four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> love that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's go into our submitted questions here. So first submitted question we have here. I'm totally going to butcher this. Navinor.music. Mm-hmm. He asked you, are you being held against your will? Why would you think that? I mean, I, I just want to do this for my friends at Dubstep FBI. Like, Shh. Shh. Put that down. Wait. Put what down? Cut his camera. Next off. question. <laughs> Next question is from Blood Pact. Do you in fact break sky? Um depends on your definition. Um I guess so. My name would entail that. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. We'll take it. <laughs> Never forget though. I had to bring this up. <laughs> You're probably going to hate me for it. I don't know. I just thought of this at mission ballroom. Your last, your last drop. What happened at? Oh, geez. Oh, Jesus. That's, that's so dead. <laughs> no, that's embarrassing. Yeah. At the end of, at the end of the very last show of the Denver tour or of the Denver tour, the, the Denver tour, Davin tour. <laughs> I did have a nice tour of Denver after, mm-hmm. but yeah. not being paid to do that. Um, but it was like, yeah, um, last last drop of the last show of the Davin tour. I was about to pop off so hard. So I go, one, two, three, four. And my fucking elbow hits the memory cue skip to the end of the song. And uh, so I blue balled how big? probably about 2500 people blue balled them all um yeah that was really fun that was yeah. really funny but you recovered but you recovered. I recovered I recovered I I watched back the video and it's not as cringe as I thought it was gonna be it's kind of just funny but it um, was pretty funny yeah that's one good thing about playing so many shows you learn a sense of humility because it's like mm-hmm. I don't really I mean I feel fear failure in the regard that it's like well, if this song that I've released and everyone hates it, then it's like, well, shit, that sucks. But in terms of like being goofy in front of a crowd, like whatever, people eat that shit right up. It's all about how you react to it. You know, Dude, no shit is perfect. Yeah. Exactly. People love people love it when you can like 
like be a little hard on yourself or kind of like make fun of yourself a little bit it just makes you more relatable I feel like that's why like Crank Dad is really popular like Asora they're all kind of like meme towards themselves now they're goofy dudes another (laughs) artist I just thought of too was Flume because when he played I don't know which weekend it was at Coachella but I was home working it was like a late Friday or Saturday night I was just streaming the Coachella live stream Hashtag no cella. No cella. Um, and Flume went on. He completely fucked up the opening. Like oh, it yeah? was a long ass intro and it was really cool, the buildup and everything. And then right when it was supposed to be the first drop, like his actual opening, I think the same thing happened as it happened with you. Oh. And literally all the lights went out, visuals went out, everything. And he was like, I fucked up. Let's start again. <laughs> That's a big one to fuck up. <laughs> it's, it's literally on Coachella, like okay, Flo, the legend. You have to look it up. Oh my it's god, it's pretty funny. That's oh, hilarious. <laughs> I remember but- just like working, and I was like, "Wait, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?" I thought you were gonna yeah. bring up when he got caught eating ass and then like played. Yeah, it that's off what I thought. I was like, <laughs> "No, yeah, that too. <laughs> that too." Flume and Coachella yeah. have a complicated history. Yeah, I don't, don't know if I've gotten that far. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think that fucking up to an extent almost makes performances more memorable. Like um, mm-hmm. I just saw Jacob Collier uh, last week as of recording this uh, on May 4th at um, at Terminal 5 in New York. And mm-hmm. it was a really great show. And he puts like tons of goofy little gaps in his show. Like, for example, his song Time Alone with You with uh, Daniel Caesar, he plays that and it's this nice like swung pocket groove. And so there's a moment right in the intro where it like cuts to silence and then he goes one, two, three, four, five. And then like comes back in. It's super cool. Um, but he decided to make the pause like two minutes long. And it's Hello. like, I remember that. I, I guess that's more intentional than a fuck up, but it's like, I don't know. It's just a goofy thing. We just play mm-hmm. with the yeah. crowd. You got to have a sense of humor sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people forget that there's a team of like, 10 or 15 or 20 production people working behind the scenes and like stage managers and security and like hospitality. And it's, they just kind of think that it's like the DJ goes up there and like plugs impresses play and that's it. Like, and like yeah, everything yeah. syncs up perfectly. I don't think a lot of people realize that there's like VJs sitting behind the booth, like making sure everything's synced and stuff. I mean, there's a lot going into it. And I guess they are they are right in the regard that what the DJ is doing is like such a small part of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess we're the ones selling the tickets or, you know, we have the, the name value that brings a crowd um, or the vision or whatever. But I mean, nah, you know, if it was just me on CDJs in front of a black curtain, like I doubt it would have the same impact. Maybe, right. I mean, maybe it would. I haven't tried. But yeah, <laughs> let's find out. My I house have, have next it. month. <laughs> well, let's go. Pay me like 20 bucks. Yeah, we're going to pay you uh, one tenth of your rate. One tenth. <laughs> Just kidding. Sounds good. 20 bucks you. is a little cheaper than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would pay you your full rate. <laughs> oh, thanks. Just to play in a house. Mm-hmm. With a black curtain. Yeah. Call that house yeah. music. And a couch size stage. A we got the main stage right here. Yeah. All right. Well, we should move into the lightning round here. Oh yeah, Coachella. Couch, couch, Coachella. Couchella. (laughs) Well, I was gonna say we should move into the lightning round here. Just got a few questions for you. 
And then also yeah. got one of our signature questions that I'm sure mm-hmm. you're so excited about. And I'm sure you're expecting. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I know what to expect. <laughs> so I'll kick it off here. So we know you're young here. So just for the record, so you can tell everyone, how old are you? Uh, I'm 19, 20 in September. Hey, wow. wow. Cool. You've done so much at such a young age. That's really awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Pandemic was weird. Um, because <laughs> I was in high school um when the pandemic started. So my my senior year is the one that got fully fucked. So yeah, my brother in college fun. too with that. Yeah, it was fun. I, I mean I didn't really care. You know, high school was kind of like day job and then I was always making yeah. music, but because I had so much time in the pandemic, I guess then I didn't have to work a job or anything. It was just kind of mm-hmm. all day music. I was working 16, 17 hours in the DAW. So I progressed way mm-hmm. faster in from 2020 to 2022 than I did for the six years prior. So yeah. Well, speaking quit, of the quit your fucking job and make <laughs> music all day. That'll do good for you. You were probably like, get me the hell out of high school too. Oh yeah. Well, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, high no. School sucks. <laughs> high school sucks. <laughs> um, does. speaking of the DAW, Ableton or FL Studio for you? FL, but I'm learning Ableton. One of my New Year's resolutions, which I've been a bit too busy to accomplish, is I want to write a whole song in Ableton. Wow. Uh, But I've been in FL the past eight years. Jesus. Okay. Is is switching over pretty hard? Yeah. um, I feel like what's good about FL is you set up your own routing systems and your own organization and all that stuff. Whereas with Ableton, it's very rigid and it's like, this is like the way you do it. Um, Mm -hmm which is probably good because it keeps me organized. And if you've seen my projects, they're, uh, they look great. They're creative. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next one here. Fuck, Mary. Here kill. we go. Asora, Chime, Davin. Davin. Interesting. I, I thought the one was going to be sharks. I was like, killed okay um i mean you just toured with him so had to include him somehow um shit this is hard (laughs) dang oh that's hard you don't want to offend anyone i don't want to offend anyone (laughs) um disclaimer this is not meant to be an offensive question we are just simply trying to put him on the spot yeah it's working (laughs) Don't worry. Uh, we're not at least we're not hacking you. We're just putting let's you on go the spot. with I guess um let's say kill ace aura. Unfortunately, I love you. I love you to death, Eric. And I know we're doing the back to back next Eric. month. But Uh-oh. Um, ooh, his wife is not gonna be happy about that. Shit. Oh, now you're making me second guess. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying no. to kill him so he doesn't have to go back to back with him. That's true. That's that's what I said. My motivation could be. So yeah, kill kill Eric. I love you, but kill Eric so I can do the back to back alone and claim I played Bill Graham myself. Um, and then Landrum can put all his focus on me. Yes. Um, um <laughs> and then I guess let's say fuck Chime, because you know he said the same. So. And he has a nice accent. He has a nice accent. We're both British, so it works and then marry i guess marry dabin because you know we live together long enough and yeah that's hard i wouldn't want to kill any of them and <laughs> for, for the record um i wouldn't want to fuck any of them either no offense 
offense. Like that had to be clear. I feel like that would kill business relationships. <laughs> yeah. Uh, marrying? Mm, we can see about that. Yeah. But two of them are already taken, right? Chime and Eric. Chime and Eric. Yeah. So well, I isn't guess... Davin taken too? Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a he's got a girlfriend, Yao. That's so that's such a weird question, though. I was hoping one of the answers could be sharks because I was ready to dunk on him all day. I hate that man. <laughs> Poor little sharks. Poor sharks. Actually, it's funny. That video came out the first day where it was Chime saying fuck Skybreak uh, mm-hmm. and stuff. That came out the first day of tour. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Great way to are. start. <laughs> Full circle yeah. again. <laughs> Full circle again. Mm-hmm. Sick. Yeah, that was a fun episode to record. Yeah. It was fun. We have um, five more questions for you. The next one is, right. what was your favorite city on the tour? Ooh, um, I have a few. I really, um, in terms of visiting, Nashville, D.C. both really resonated with me. Nashville for just the pure Southern hospitality, because I had like such a culture shock. Because I come from the Northeast where everyone's just kind of, you know, <clears throat> in a bit of a bubble. People are kind of, you know, you don't say hi to anyone on the street. <clears throat> Or like whatever you know people are rough and tough yeah but in nashville everyone is so ridiculously nice it's kind of scary mm-hmm. and there's just music floating everywhere and then dc it's weird it just has like a magical feeling to it despite being the center of a lot of corruption and government mm-hmm. but the actual city is really cool uh in terms of shows you know dc was sick denver was really cool uh, denver is also a city I'd, i i love as well I, mm-hmm. i'd like to live there that'd be fun um Santa Cruz was a cool show in San Francisco and a lot of the the smaller shows we played like um Kansas City was fun I don't know a lot of them were fun Mm -hmm. I could find good things to say about all of them that's awesome how many cities in total did you go to uh I think 35 wow over what a month or two uh two months yeah okay it was fun that's so cool though good time yeah it was like a lot of fun (laughs) all right next one here how many IDs are you sitting on? Oh shit. Um <laughs> finished or unfinished? <laughs> it could be whips. Whips. Um IDs. So I, I have finished 11, anything. <laughs> I'm pretty proud of myself. I have 11 finished tracks right now. Um oh, wow. <clears throat> unreleased, which is way more than 5 months ago. <laughs> but <clears throat> in terms of like whips, probably closer to about 30, I don't know. I mean, it depends what you classify as a whip. Whip that's playable in a DJ set, like five. Whips yeah. that are <laughs> in my FL <laughs> Studio folder said, work on this eventually, probably about 400. Are you, the type to, are you the type to like start a track and then you just like have a different idea and you start a new one and then yep. another idea <laughs> and you start another one and then you just like forget about the other ones because you just want to work on your other ones? <laughs> Yes, but I feel less bad about it now because I've adopted a workflow where I kind of use elements out of all my scrapped and unscrapped tracks and I can just drag them into a new song. So technically every Skybreak song you hear is a culmination of all the other ones mm-hmm. plus a few new things. Like, um, <clears throat> for example, in one of my unreleased tracks, I took a fucking drum beat that I wrote for like, this weird underwater i called it underwater jungle pop and it's this weird like it's got like a cumbia drum pattern drum beat and i i sped it up a bunch and used it as like a dubstep loop and it's like i don't know it worked (laughs) that's sick hell yeah but yeah 
<clears throat> but oh. production is fluid, especially when you record and stem things out. Mm -hmm. nice. Um, what is your dream label to release release on? Ooh, um, <clears throat> I've already gotten on a bunch of them, frankly. You know, Disciple was mm -hmm. the big one, Never Say Die. Uh, I've, I've loved working with Heaven Sent. I think the next two goals. I'd love to get on Monster Cat eventually. That would be sick. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been vibing to a bunch of stuff on Bitbird. So hopefully oh, wow. I can do some stuff there. That would be cool. Cool. But yeah. I don't know. I don't really think in terms of labels anymore. Mm -hmm. um, That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I it's just, just... want to write dope music and see what comes of it. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's why you have someone like, that's why you have a great team like Landon. You yeah. make music, you do what you're good at. And then yeah. you have a team behind you to pitch you out, get you festival bookings get you label releases, all of that. I love my relationship with my team. I'm the socially awkward kid that sits at the computer and does the thing. <laughs> and my manager <laughs> is the one that goes to labels and says, hey, take this kid's music. Yeah. So I don't and have to. Everyone has a role to play. Find yeah. this now. <laughs> a gift. Literally, a gift. <laughs> this will break the sky, okay? Yeah, it sure will. All right, last question for you in this lightning round: What is your pre-show routine? Ooh, I don't consciously have one. Um, actually, okay. So I'll, I'll say the nice one. So usually, when doors open, because I'm not that big yet, so I usually just play like first after doors. Mm -hmm. When doors open, I like to just chill in the crowd with a few friends in that city. And then I just wait for people to pull up, see who recognizes me. And uh, that's, I guess that's my pre-show routine. But in terms of what I eat or drink or do, um, I don't know, anything with caffeine. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't really have that too much. I, I, uh, I bump 17 hits of cocaine and then hit and, my friend. No. And do 50 push-ups, like try back to. Does, does try like to do 50 push-ups? Little Texas. Push -ups? Little Texas, oh little Texas does a lot of push-ups i swear to god all the djs are like so ripped and mm -hmm. like you know they're like buff and they're workouty and i'm like hi <laughs> you're like right just I'm like, <laughs> I'm like last gym pick <laughs> kid yeah. who would sit in the corner in gym class while people played dodgeball and like watch video watch fucking youtube tutorials mm -hmm. that's <laughs> a okay lot of, a lot of the artists who i see that are like super built usually have like very aggressive music like Sullivan King, Taiwachi. Mm. Yeah. But then like you see Tribecta and I'm like, you're such like a melodic guy, but he's yeah. So like when you see when you meet him in person, he's just so like energetic and so mm -hmm. positive and like it's very contagious, his positive energy. He's a sweet dude. Yeah. Dude, is. even Dabin's fucking ripped. Is everyone's really? everyone's so I've built. I've never seen him. I've never seen him either. Like I've only seen him from afar on stage, mm -hmm. but never like close up. Yeah. Nah, dude. I mean, he's not Kaiwachi ripped or Sullivan King ripped, but he's he's more ripped than the average melodic dude. I was by far the like <laughs> least healthy person on the tour. <laughs> well, not least healthy, but it's like in terms of pure muscle. I mean, like I can barely lift my merch box. <laughs> like whatever. SpongeBob. Yeah, he lifts up like the little the little toys. <laughs> give me a give me a ketchup bottle to try and open. Yeah. Yeah. funny yeah. well that concludes the lightning round right mm -hmm. there it wasn't that bad right yeah 
Yeah. Not too. I mean, besides that one awkward question, I'm second guessing my answer still. Ooh. Well, we don't have time to change it. So, okay. We're going to hold you against it. And I'm sure nice. the victims will as well. Mm-hmm. The victims. Victims. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you have any final words to say to our audiences who are listening? Uh, final words. Um, I have a lot of new music coming soon. Um, a lot of it is conceptual as well. Mm-hmm. I've got a concept EP dropping hopefully later this year. Wow, well, that's um, cool. Which is cool. And I'm working on another EP now, actually, because I'm crazy and a workaholic. I've got some cool remixes coming out. Um, last year, I didn't write that whole much music. I released a lot of music I'd written in 2020. Mm-hmm. But this year, we're back on the grind. And uh, I'm really happy with some of my upcoming work. And um yeah, you know, keep posted on socials for upcoming shows, upcoming releases, and um, mm-hmm. stay mm-hmm. cool. And once again, thank you so much for all the support that has come over the past few years. It's been awesome. And um, I appreciate meeting you guys in person at shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, I'll get to meet more of you soon. So yeah. thanks for sticking around for the funny Skybreak Deer marathon. <laughs> we're here we're here for the deer marathon and it was it was great having you here in denver and seeing getting to finally see you play um all of that was awesome so hopefully we'll get hopefully we'll get to link up with you this summer at some point yeah hopefully if i get booked for some festivals um that would be cool hell yeah be fun stuff but yeah thanks for having me once again that was sick of course